We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name is Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for all of you fine folks on the other side of the speaker. I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you being here. This episode is, as always, brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made incredibly easy. Very easy. Anybody can do it. Get on there, try it out. Prizepicks.com slash gold. And you're going to use the promo code gold and they will match any first deposit of up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash gold, promo code gold. And today we're going to talk about the 49ers thrilling 24-21 win over the Green Bay Packers to send Kyle Shanahan's crew to the NFC Championship game that is also going to be played at Levi's Stadium. And I believe right now there is a 0% chance of rain in Santa Clara next weekend. <laughs> Let me give it another look. Oh, excuse me. 5%. Excuse me. I lied to you just now, and I apologize for that. Next Sunday, I believe it's played on a Sunday, right? They're both on Sunday. Anyways, 5% chance of rain, very light winds. Should be a normal football game. Should be a normal Bay Area weather football game. I can't say normal Bay Area weather because rain is very common in the Bay Area, but just I'm just bestowing that information to you because as of right now, next weekend, we'll just leave it at that, is, uh, is there's, there's a combined 13% chance of rain between the two days. Let me tell you a story about a stat. We've seen it flaunted. We've heard about it. We've seen it put in front of our faces many times. Kyle Shanahan is 0-30 when trailing by seven points or more in the fourth quarter. Well, now he's 1-30 because the 49ers, who were trailing by more than by seven or more points, seven exactly, in the fourth quarter, found a way to get it done with a game-winning drive that consisted of 12 plays, 69 yards, 
and five minutes and 11 seconds off the clock. The final play being a five-yard touchdown from Christian McCaffrey. Punches it in with one minute left. Green Bay is unable to drive the field to attempt a game-tying field goal or a game-winning touchdown of their own. Um, made the, the deal sealed by one Dre Greenlaw. And let me tell you, I mean, not to not to overreact, not to be too dramatic, but the way this game was going and the way the 49ers were playing, I believe I even tweeted about it at one point, 49ers were imploding in a way that we just hadn't really seen them do before. They were playing bad football at nearly every level possible. All the way down from the top to the bottom. During the game, we saw odd play calling, odd decisions from Kyle Shanahan. We saw Debo have to leave the game injured with a shoulder injury. Might be the same injury that held him out uh, for a few games earlier in the season. We saw Brock Purdy, who just wasn't on his A game, missing all kinds of throws, had more than one turnover-worthy play. And they even showed a clip where he was attempting to dry off the football during the drop back. So as he's taking his steps in his drop back, he was taking one hand and attempting to dry off the football like on his pants as he's moving. Not a good thing. Purdy was off almost the entire game. So again, you had some really weird decisions in Kyle Shanahan's part. Some super, I mean, the very first play call in the second half was a Juwan Jennings run from shotgun. Like it was, wasn't even cute. It was like, what the hell is going on? I believe Kyle Shanahan said it was some type of miscommunication. You know, again, you've got Debo out right now with a shoulder injury. Kyle Shanahan does not know the severity or how long he will be out. All that Kyle Shanahan said was that Debo tried to enter the game and couldn't re-enter the game. Purdy was off. There were drops. There was miscommunication. There was a defense that looked overmatched at times, falling all over the place, committing some horrible penalties. They probably finished with nearly 100 yards of penalties. Yep, six penalties for 83 yards. Special teams failures. They gave up a massive 70 plus yard return. Then you had a Jake Moody miss slash block. I don't need, I, I don't really know the specifics of when you attribute a block to a kicker um, or to just the team as a whole. You know, I'm assuming there has to be a height in which the kicker hits it in order to lessen the chance of it getting blocked. But on longer field goals, you know, you're kind of typically kicking it low. I don't know if the field goal was going to go in anyways. It looked a little off. Doesn't matter. Special teams had its problems. So you had problems on offense. You had problems on defense. You had problems on special teams. You had silly penalties. And then as the game played out, you know, the narrative was almost the 49ers can't get it done again. Despite all this talent, despite your despite your 4,000-yard playmakers on offense, this new quarterback that almost won MVP, you know, the, 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 the incredible story about the, the last pick in the draft. All these, you know, this elite defense that was just getting gashed left and right, at least at least on a play-by-play basis. I mean, they averaged uh, Green Bay average. Let me get to the offensive tab here. Green Bay averaged 4.9 yards per carry. I mean, that's brutal. That's brutal. Aaron Jones, 18 carries for 108 yards. So you had all these uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic elements of the 49ers all manifesting themselves in the divisional round of the playoffs after, you know, two plus weeks of rest, 
it just looked like this was going to be one of those losses that might change the organization a little bit in some way, whether it shakes their confidence down to the core or, you know, maybe somebody's getting fired. It's, it was just stacking up to be one of those games. And then minute by minute, every unit of the team got a chance to redeem themselves. Brock Purdy in the offense led a game-winning drive after looking off most of the night. The defense forced a field goal attempt. They gave up a 50-plus yard run to Aaron Jones, and they forced a field goal attempt that they missed. And then they ended it with an interception. Jake Moody hit a 52-yard field goal to put the 49ers within four points. Every unit got a chance to redeem themselves, and it was like it was straight out of Dumb and Dumber. You do all this, and just when I think can't get any worse, you totally redeem yourself. And that's exactly what Brock Purdy did. That's exactly what the offensive the offense did. And I'm a little less harsh on the defense. Again, they had some really horrible pen- penalties. Avery Thomas was giving the 49ers fans some type of Kyle Williams new nightmare out there. But every unit found a way to get it right when it mattered. And the 49ers came away with a win, 24 to 21. And this was absolutely one of those games that if the 49ers weren't awake coming into this game, because I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt saying this was just rust because the 49ers played a pretty, pretty bad brand of football. Even the defense as good as they were. I'll I'll get into that would probably tell you that they played a pretty bad brand of football. And despite all that, they found a way to get a gun, get it gun, get it done. Not gun. Excuse me. Sorry. There's no gun here. Just, they got it done. Okay. So pretty unbelievable game, an absolute roller coaster. My wife, after the game said to me, what do you, what do you call that game? A shit show? (laughs) That was, that was her, that was her interpretation of the game. And I can't say that she's wrong. Just an absolute shit show of a game, but you have to be able to win those good teams. will have bad games. Green Bay was just an absolutely phenomenal team that had been punching above their weight for, for a while. And I can't even with a straight face, say punching above their weight anymore. They just seem like a solid team. Aaron jo- or Jordan Love was playing a, a pretty awesome brand of football. Obviously had two interceptions that he'd, uh, he'd love to take back, but uh, he still looked pretty damn good, especially in the rain. For most of that game, he looked, he looked more competent than Brock Purdy. Um, but before we get into a bit more of the specifics, I want, to, uh, I want to tell you guys a story. I want to tell you guys a little bit of a story about... Green Bay safety, Jonathan Owens. I'm going to tell you a story about this guy. Karma found him and it found him fast. Because at one point, Owens was picking a fight with the baddest dude on the field in Trent Williams. And the moment Trent Williams laid hand on him, that man put together a, a, a flop that would make LeBron James proud threw himself on the ground and walked away with a smug smile on his face because that referee bought it and flagged Trent Williams for a 15-yard fine, or 15-yard penalty. So at one point, one minute, you're, you're picking a fight and flopping on the ground, and the next, you're throwing a weak-ass shoulder into the best skill position player in the NFL watching from the ground while he scores the go-ahead game-winning touchdown. 
karma, ladies and gentlemen, for everybody to see. Just leave it at that. I'll just leave it at that. Y'all can go watch it for yourself. On offense, on the 49ers offense, Brock Purdy, he was off for most of the night. His stat line for the game, 23 of 39. That's just under 60%. Purdy's normally a 70% player. Now, in, in his defense, it was raining for most of the evening. 252 yards, 6.5 yards per attempt. He was sacked once. He threw one touchdown. And he finished with an 86.7 rating. In contrast, you had Jordan Love, who was 21 of 34. 61.8%, 194 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and a 72.4 rating. I mean, you look at Purdy's stat line. He tried. He tried to throw a couple interceptions, but he didn't. And you can't, you know, anybody that's just trying to take in the full breadth of a performance and the, you know, the context will know that those throws exist, those bad throws exist, those turnover-worthy plays existed, but he didn't throw one. He didn't turn the ball over. And that in a game like this ended up being the difference because uh, Love, as good as he was, turned the ball over twice, especially on the last drive of the game when, you know, in that situation, he still had plenty of time. All he had to do was kind of throw the ball out of bounds or throw it away and uh, and run it back. And he attempted to roll to his right and throw back to his left into double or triple coverage. And, uh, and Dre Greenlaw came flying up and made the play. Yeah, Purdy was off most of the night, but he still found a way to make some highlight throws that we've come to expect from Purdy. That that when whenever 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 anybody talks about Purdy being this type of game manager, or, you know, it's only the skill position players that bail him out and stuff. It's those types of throws that every 49ers fans or 49ers media think about. You know, the throws that where you can attribute most of the success of the play to Purdy and his decision and, and, and what he did on that play. And I start, I mean, one of those plays with that flick touchdown to George Kittle, he bought some time in the pocket, kind of moved off to the right. Just, he was just moving his, moving his throwing platform, just, just enough to give himself time. And he just flicked that thing about 30 yards downfield, right into the basket of Kittle, who was kind of running a, you know, kind of a crosser, deep crosser, almost like a post that just kept on going, drops it right into the bucket. Kittle scores a touchdown. You know, he had a he had just an absolute seed to Juwan Jennings into triple coverage on third down. Now the 49ers didn't end up scoring on that drive, but it did move the ball forward. The 49ers were able to pin the Packers deep. And then, you know, that was the drive where the Packers ended up missing the field goal following that. He had that third down throw to Brandon Ayuk that was just right on his chest plate. That Ayuk pretty much wrapped it up, went to the ground. Everybody thought it was incomplete to start, but it wasn't. Ayuk caught it, so that was 50-50. A pretty pretty amazing throw from Purdy and an outstanding catch from Ayuk. Uh, You know, he he had a third down throw to Kittle that Kittle ended up breaking for like 30 yards, and he was under pressure, and he got the ball out. On the game winning drive, Purdy was six of seven. And the only incompletion was a George Kittle drop where George Kittle was so open that he kind of got ahead of himself and turned his head upfield and was ready to go make some, you know, get some yak, um, but forgot to catch the ball first. So had had he caught that ball, Purdy would have been six of six or seven of seven or, you know, who knows what happens after that. But, um, you know, it was 
not a great performance from Purdy. It, it was raining. We do know that he struggles in the rain. His hands, you just like the, the guy in general, he's not a big dude. His hands aren't big, and that makes it more difficult to handle the football. And, and again, there was a, a clip where you could see him trying to dry the football as he took his three, five, whatever step drop. So it was tough for him out there. And not all of these throws were while it was physically raining, you know, the rain was kind of off and off and on. And it just seemed like he was missing throws, forcing throws, couldn't see it. He was under pressure quite a bit. It seemed like the Packers did a good job of, of knocking Purdy off his spot. But in the end, he found a way to get it done. And it, no one's really, you know, when you look back at this game, all anybody is going to see is, is a win, you know, and it doesn't really matter at that point. Doesn't looks like the weather's going to be perfectly fine next week. And Purdy gets a chance to kind of reset and put a different performance on the board in a, in a bigger game in the NFC championship game. Christian McCaffrey obviously proved to be, you know, everything that he was supposed to be now. Kyle Shanahan probably should have got Christian McCaffrey at least five more carries. I'm sure in our takeaway time, that is going to be a very, very common thing. Christian McCaffrey did not touch the ball enough, especially in a game when it's raining. I don't think the 49ers should have thrown the ball 39 times. At least five of those, five to seven of those should have gone just as straight carries for Christian McCaffrey. But that's easy for me to say. I don't have a play calling acumen like Kyle Shanahan, but that's not, doesn't make him beyond reproach. There were some, Weird decisions, especially that drive before the half where you're just like, man, just be aggressive and go. And part of that to me is establishing the run, you know, and and 17 carries for Christian McCaffrey. And you go to let's go to the half, the half, the summary at the half. And Christian McCaffrey only had nine carries at halftime. You know, and he finished with 17. That means they they. uh you know, he, that means he only got eight carries for the entire second half, which I mean, I don't really care if you're down on the scoreboard. It's Christian McCaffrey. You just give him the ball. And of course, he ended up rattling one off for what was it? 30, 39 yards and a touchdown. And then he ended up scoring the uh, the go ahead touchdown. So I, normally I'm I'm very much a. Let's get some other people involved. But it's weird. Like and Elijah Mitchell didn't have one carry. I just feel like the 49ers against a mediocre run team should have, and in that weather, should have probably done a little bit more to help Purdy in, in establishing the run. But Christian McCaffrey, again, just showed why he's kind of the engine that makes this thing go around. 17 carries for 98 yards. That's 5.8 yards per carry. 39 yards was his longest. Two touchdowns. He also had seven catches for 30 yards. Uh, just a vintage performance from what we've come to expect from McCaffrey. I mean, it is what it is. Now, you know, the performance that we didn't expect to see is Juwan Jennings, who had five catches for 61 yards, including, uh, you know, a long play of 21 yards on that throw into triple coverage. He was making guys miss, getting on the other side of the sticks, making the hard plays. With Debo Samuel out, the 49ers were going to need somebody to step up. And step up, he did. And he looked like he was feeling himself. He was into it. He was blocking Packers defenders into their Gatorade jugs. Juwan Jennings is just a tone setter. And after missing what I believe are four games to a concussion, it was cool to see him uh, to see him out there thriving and being a legitimate reason the 49ers won that game. So shout out to Juwan or uh, as Guy Haberman's interview 
discovered for us uh, what should have been Benny Jennings, but instead uh, his brother and his mom decided to go with Juwan. Who else do I need to talk about? Just kind of looking here. Big game for Kittle. Four catches, 81 yards. Obviously, you know, he, he was making his name in the in the blocking game on, on several plays. Chris Conley, one catch, 17 yards, but it was in the last drive of the game on a beautiful ball from Purdy to keep it going. So, yeah, I mean, my, my overall thoughts on the offense was, obviously, it wasn't this unit's brightest day. I mean, Ayuk only had three catches for 30, 32 yards, but he finished with that one catch that kept the chains moving on a game-winning drive. You know, Brock Purdy didn't look great a lot of times. He had some turnover-worthy plays, but he put together a game-winning drive where he should have been perfect. Shouldn't have even thrown an incomplete, incompletion on that drive. You know, Kyle Shanahan definitely could have given a, a, quite a few more carries to Christian McCaffrey, but McCaffrey made him right. Two touchdowns, one of which that went for 39 yards. It's um, it was a, it was a weird game. The 49ers are undoubtedly going to leave this game on offense, feeling like they underperformed quite a bit. Um, but sometimes that happens, and sometimes you just got to find a way to win the games that are ugly, ugly. On defense. It, it's really back and forth for me when it comes to the 49 or comes to the 49ers defense. You know, they you look at the stats and you don't look at the score, you look at the stats, you look at the meat of the game, giving up 4 point yards per carry, never good. Jordan Love completing 21 of 34 passes and two touchdowns, never good. You know, but there's there's the inverse of all of this. They also had two interceptions. You know, they the Packers made six trips into the 49ers red zone and came away with 21 points. The first three Packers possessions, you go to the possession list. The first three possessions of the Packers game got to the 49ers 11, 14, and 11. They came away with six points and a turnover on downs. That is some pretty elite defense. You know, and they... they, they started the second half off with two touchdowns. Well, one of them was a, a big, you know, a, a big drive. But that was coming off of the heels of some broken plays, some big plays, some weird plays, some pass interference plays. You know, and then on the very next play, um, I think that's the one where they, yeah, they had the crazy return. Yeah, of course they went down and scored because the special teams gave up a 70-yard return. So it was just a weird day for the defense, but there's it's hard to deny that they held the Packers to 21 points and they ended the game on their terms with an interception by Dre Get Down Greenlaw. That's that's his name from now on, Dre Get Down Greenlaw. Now, my brother-in-law Travis said in a text to me like does just Dre Greenlaw have some sort of contract incentive that you know, he gets an extra million if he returns a touchdown because that man would not get down after intercepting the ball for anything. He intercepted the ball. He had a diving interception in the pouring ass rain. Might have been the best catch all day by any player. And then he gets up and just runs around in circles for five, six seconds when all he had to do was get down. Kyle Shanahan said afterwards that he was just thought they were great plays, but he just remembers being so upset that he wouldn't just go down. Drag get down Greenlaw. Um, but I mean, in the end, 
having two interceptions as a linebacker in the divisional round of the playoffs, one of them that, you know, officially stamps your ticket to the NFC championship game. That's pretty, that's pretty special. And as bad as the defense was on kind of like a play-by-play basis, they got it done in the red zone. They held the Packers to much less points than they probably should, than they should have scored. But, um, you know, it was enough. It was enough. The Packers, here's the thing with the Packers, is they were a surging team with so much confidence. They had done nothing but win, not win every game, but they'd done nothing but win over like the back half of the season. And Jordan Love was something like 20 touchdowns and one interception, something like that. The whole team was just on fire. And they came into the 49ers house on a short week with, you know, it was a short week, but they're riding so much momentum. Whereas the 49ers were coming off rest, which is undoubtedly a good thing. And again, I'm not going to give the 49ers the credit of saying the reason for their performance was rust. That's that's not what I'm going to do. But 49ers found a way to survive a Packers team that was surging and that had had nothing to lose. They were the seventh team that just won, the seventh seed team that just wanted to see how far they can get. And they nearly beat the 49ers, but they didn't. And now things open back up for the 49ers and they can step away from this game saying, look, we found a way to get it done, even though we played like absolute crap. We can't play like that anymore, but we're still in it. And the 49ers have a chance at Levi Stadium again next week to punch their ticket to the Super Bowl against, I don't know, I'm assuming it's going to be either the Bills or the Ravens from you know everything we're seeing. But it doesn't matter. It's one game. In the phenomenal words by, in the phenomenal words of Herb, Herb Brooks in Miracle, if we played them ten times, they might win nine. But not this game. Not tonight. You know, and that's and that's what the Super Bowl is. You know, yet the the the, the Ravens, if it's them there, they've already beat the crap out of the 49ers. Shit, even the Bills. Beat the crap out of the 49ers a couple of years ago. But but it's one game. You know, and and the 49ers are 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 one game closer to being able to be able to punch that ticket. And yep, it was ugly. But it's something that they can learn from. It's something they can move on. Big question mark is going to be is is Debo Samuel going to be okay? Is he going to be able to play next week's game? And can the 49ers get past whichever team is going to be there without Debo Samuel? So if if that's if that's the reality. All right, so as I mentioned at the start of the show, prizepicks.com slash gold. All right, prizepicks.com slash gold. Um, I put in some aggressive entries. Didn't quite, surprise, didn't quite come out on top, but it wasn't, it wasn't bad. I wasn't, I wasn't upset about it. Okay, I, I had George Kittle going for more than 53 receiving yards. He ended up with 81. I had Brock Purdy throwing for more than 265 passing yards. And as you heard on the podcast with KP, when we were looking at the weather report that day, which is when I made my prize picks, the weather was supposed to be clear and they couldn't get it figured out. Freaking weathermen. But Brock Purdy threw for 252. So he was only 13 yards under what uh, I had him projected as. Christian McCaffrey did eclipse the 125 rushing plus receiving mark. He had 128. Um, and my final uh, entry 
didn't tick. I had Aaron Jones to get any sort of a rush or pass touchdown. He didn't, um, but he got a two-point conversion. That does not count as a touchdown. So had two green, didn't embarrass myself, almost had three green. But, uh, hey, we'll, we'll, you know, just like the 49ers, we'll bounce back and we'll do it right next week. Trying to look through my notes, make sure that uh, I'm not missing anything. I mentioned Kyle Shanahan and just just playing it safe there before the half. I don't want to see Kyle Shanahan play it safe anymore. And he even said after the press conference, like, well, I, I like that they didn't score. Yeah, but who gives a shit what they do? Play play your game and and be aggressive and go get your points. And and I understand there is there is a strategy to this whole thing. And if if something goes wrong in that drive, which it looked like everything was going wrong for the 49ers at that point, you know, and then then all of a sudden you're giving Green Bay a chance to go get points, but you can't play scared. You cannot play scared. What's the expression? Scared scared money don't make money? I don't know. I'm going to sound really white saying that, but. You know, yes, Kyle Shanahan, the, the other team didn't score anything, but neither did you. You tiptoed your way down the field, went for this long field goal that was blocked. Cool, man. Like, be aggressive. Put the foot down. You have one of the most dynamic offenses in the NFL. Yeah, it's raining, but go. Just go. Kind of just looking through my notes. Rough game from Avery Thomas. Oh, boy. I, th- I thought they might be pulling him out of the game. They stuck with him. You can just see it coming. Packers just threw this rainbow Russell Wilson times two deep ball, and you knew when you saw him throw it. You're like, they're just going for. And you can tell even by the throw. It's just a punt throw. And they know that if it's up in the air and the receiver has to slow down, it's and, and you're going to see this abused more and more. All you have to do is tell a receiver to run a deep route and then make the throw short underthrown and when the receiver eases up the db runs into him pass interference you're going to see it more and more and and i do believe that there should be an element of uh, uncatchable balls ruled on these pass interference plays the ball's crazy underthrown then who gives a shit if the db runs into the receiver he was never going to get to the ball but that's a, a big time judgment call that would be tough to officiate and i understand why they don't do that but you knew when Jordan Love threw that ball that it was going to be a pass interference. And sure shit, it was. It was. Trent Williams has got to be smart enough to know when, you know, a little bitch is trying to flop his way to a call or, or get Williams to lose his temper. That guy, Owens was there in that moment because Trent Williams has lost his temper in the past. And, you know, I don't, uh, you know, he don't start fights. He just finishes them type of thing. He has to know he's in, he's been in this league long enough. What the other person's trying to do and not buy into that. Yes. It was an all time flop from Mr. Jonathan Owens. And we talked about that. Karma caught up with him real fast, but Trent Williams has to see that coming. So many missed throws. I think we've gone over that enough. All right, you know what that means? It means it's kind of, hey, just remember, I, I, I that was a half-hearted, I mean, I, I talked prize picks, but just remember, it's prizepicks.com slash gold. Okay, promo code gold. Get in there. It's time to get to your takeaways. Let's hit it. I'm going to go to the bottom. 
and, and some of these I'm going to have to be sort of brief. We've got over 40 takeaways, which is good. That's exactly how I like it. That's exactly how I like it. Um, but some of them I'm just going to have to be moving because I, uh, I don't want to drag this out all night and I want to, uh, help my wife uh, take care of our baby. So anyways, here we go. Nate said Purdy and Greenlaw shined as they snatch a thrilling win. Takeaways, baby. Yep. Okay. Rob X student here from bond to tone X student here. What's going on? Appreciate you sticking with me. Do you think it's wise to be a fan of the Niners? I feel like I lose a year of my life every playoff run. My takeaways, Ambry Thomas can't play the cornerback position. No, there's nothing else there. He just, Bond Tone says he can't play the quarterback position. Brock Purdy needs not wet conditions. That's 100% true. He was missing easy throws. Also, is Debo, Debo okay? I mean, it's hard to disagree with, with anything you're saying here. I mean, Avery Thomas has been surging lately. He's he's had some good games, but this was not a good game. In fact, it was more of a a, a Ryan Gosling remember the Titans liability game for Avery Thomas. So it's tough to disagree with you there. Brock Purdy absolutely needs not wet conditions, also known as dry conditions. You are one hundred percent correct there. Um, we'll see about Debo. We'll see. Al Shannon doesn't know yet. Um, the Sabuto, the Subatio kid. Packers were good. Hope we were just rusty rather than bad, but Hey, on we go. It's the, you know, my answer to that is yes. The Packers were good. Hope for the 49ers weren't rusty. Yes. I mean, it could have been both. It was both. The 49ers were absolutely rusty. They did not play a good brand of football, at least in, in spurts, you know, in spurts. Uh, and the 49ers and, and everybody in that building were are hoping that was just rust, but that you know, you can't just minimize what the Packers were doing and how they were playing. That was a team that was playing good football and the 49ers uh, are going to feel fortunate that they found a way to get by David S game is over. And now all I care about is bucks to beat lions and Debo injury news. Uh, Debo injury news will be coming soon. And I'm assuming you you think the bucks um, would be an easier matchup for the 49ers than the lions. I tend to agree with you. Tend to agree with you. Tyler Hood, Brock needs to wear a glove in the rain. Uh, if if it makes him throw the football better, then sure. Yeah, I mean, I... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends. 
Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. I've worn gloves in, in practice before when throwing the football, and it feels weird to me, but I'm not a quarterback. Um, but, yeah, when, when you're drying the ball off during a drop back, it's tough to argue that something's got to change. Uh, Naveen Bala, only takeaway, thank you, Brock. Yep, didn't matter how bad that game was. When, when he absolutely had to have it, he made it look surgical. In fact, he almost looked bored on that game-winning drive. They didn't go for any crazy throws, you know, but it was surgical all the way down. It didn't need to be crazy. Travis Jenkins, run the ball, question mark. Uh, yeah, they should have ran the ball more. Remember that magic number for when the 49ers really are rocking and rolling is 30 to 40 carries. They only had 24 against the Packers. So I am in agreement with everybody that's going to say the 49ers needed to run the ball more. Golden era. Jed needs to build a dome and grow some senzu beans for Debo. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about the 49ers at the very least building some type of straight shade structure in Levi's. It's not going to happen in their infinite intelligence. They built the stadium right underneath an airport. I think that prohibits any of them from going much higher. I don't even know if that's the real reason, but I've read it, which means it must be true. So, we obviously know they're not, they're not going to build a dome. They're not even going to build any type of shade. Um, and yep, the, the, you know, say your prayers for Debo takeaway from Manny Kyle exercised some demons in that game. Yes, he did. Especially that zero and 30 record, uh, when trailing in the fourth quarter, please Debo be healthy next week. I think everybody agrees with you, Manny, Steve Gossenbacher, Grossenbacher, someone that reminds me of rookie of the year. Rosen, Rosenbauer, Rosenbacher, the guy that kept mess, messing up his name. Um, someone tell Greenlaw to go down. Dre, go down Greenlaw. Luis, I hope the sky is clear next week. As of right now, the weather forecast says it's clear. Lee, 49ers for life. Purdy equals Mr. Clutch. I mean, it's a glass half, half full approach. You can look at the glass half empty and how Purdy played most of the game. And again, he still made those. Purdy throws. He missed a lot of throws, but he still made some of those Purdy throws where you're just like, damn, that is, that is some guts. Uh, and then when they needed the drive, they got the drive. So if, if you want to call him Mr. Clutch, I don't think anybody can argue with that. Um, Foster Rob, takeaway, no Debo, no party. We'll see that. We'll see. David Myers, defense settled in late which was the difference despite the long run by Jones home crowd was pivotal in that and should be declared the MVP for this game. The home crowd. Okay. They did bring it. Levi's was loud. That was obvious from the broadcast. So like, I don't mind that. I would, I would argue though that the defense was kind of where they were the entire game. If anything, they had their laps in the middle, not all their fault, but you know, if, 14-yard drive from the Packers ends in a field goal. 10-yard drive from the Packers ends with a turnover on downs. 10-yard drive from the Packers ends in a field goal. Halftime. And then right out of the halftime, defense gives up two straight touchdowns. One was a longer drive. 
or one was a, a you know a nine play thirty four yard drive, and then the other one after that was four plays twenty yards. So you had that you had those two consecutive touchdowns in the middle, and then they ended defense ended the game with interception, punt, missed field goal, interception. That is shutting the door. That is shutting the door. So I don't disagree with you, David. I mean, but they kind of were they were kind of hot to start, and the fact that they just weren't letting the Packers get touchdowns, and then. Kind of hit a lull and then turned it back up. Anshar said, one in the rain, one with the game-winning drive down the field. Two more ticks for Brock. Think the game shaved five years off my life. I think that's the general consensus. Greenlaw, immense. Wasn't pretty, but got it done. That they did. Uh, Louis Garrido, playing like this, we are not going to win against the Ravens. Uh, I agree if, if they were equally bad, although, you know, games all come with their own unique flavor. And I think a game against the Ravens, which would have to be in the Super Bowl, would have a different flavor, especially with the 49ers having already played them. Um, they left that that loss to the Ravens with kind of like a, a weird confidence because Purdy played really bad. He knows that. But they also kind of knew they're like, if we can eliminate even half the turnovers, which there were like four or five in that game, um, it would have been much closer. Or they could have won. So I, I think the 49ers would have a weird confidence if they were playing the Ravens in a Super Bowl. That doesn't, you know. Dan Bugarin, need to scheme to hide our weakness named Ambry Thomas. Yeah, I think towards the end of the game, they started giving him a little safety help. Jesse Skulnick. My takeaway is that even though Brock Purdy struggled heavily in the rain, he was able to stick it out mentally. See, see that's, I mean, that's such a huge comment to me. Even though Purdy struggled, he was able to stick it out mentally. That is, he may not have this, the rest of Jesse's takeaway. He may not have the talent of Mahomes, but he has the will to hang in with the big boys. And and I think that's a huge takeaway that I hadn't mentioned yet is it's one thing to play bad. That happens. It's another to kind of crumble under the pressure of playing bad and kind of turtle up and just play more bad football. You know, to know that you've played bad, but there's still a chance. There's You've played bad, but we can still get the job done. That's what every coach wants in every player is just the ability to, to look your struggles in the face and, and punch right back, you know, and, and it doesn't matter, you know, and no one cares. It's, it's like that great Rocky quote. Like it's not about how, how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and, and keep moving forward. You know, you got to pick yourself back up and I know it sounds corny and I'm getting into my coach speak, but the ability to fight through adversity without doubting yourself and without losing the confidence that you can still do it is one of the greatest characteristics in life in general. Like screw football. It just in anybody to know that when the chips are down, you can still do what you need to do to come out on top. And, uh, and Purdy showed a little bit of that today. Good takeaway, Jesse Omar Quinn. My biggest takeaway takeaway is my blood pressure is back to normal. Um, yeah, everybody needs to be taking their blood pressure after that. If you're already on blood pressure medication, did I say medication? I don't, I think I almost did medication. Then, uh, check on yourself. Make sure you're okay. Darren, pretty terrible all game. Perfect when it mattered most. Couldn't exactly. He answered game winning drive question. Yes, he did. Against the Packers defense that was playing great football. Doesn't mean they were good all season, but at this game and in the playoffs, they were playing great football. Bang, bang, Niner gang. Packers are a really good team. Niners played awful on every level, yet still found a way to win. 
offense and defense made big plays when they had to. Yep. I mean, it's, it's undeniable. Like there's so many bad things to take from that game that we're probably going to talk about later on in the week. But in the end, every unit had a chance to right their wrongs and they did. And they're moving on to the NFC championship game and they've got to do it all over again. Mike McVay. Wow. What a crazy game to watch. Things were getting bleak until green Bay missed that field goal. Then the defense stepped up as well as the offense game ball to Greenlaw. time to clean things up and get ready for the NFC championship. Go Niners. Appreciate you, Mike, as always. Appreciate your pregame tweets, too, always. Every single one of them. Jam92, need to get the run game going more consistently without all the action, play action off the run, and no Debo. The passing game was a mess. Of uh, of course, 100%. Again, Christian McCaffrey should have had at least five to seven more carries, and especially in that weather. You would think that they would just pound the rock, eat some clock, keep the Green Bay offense off the field, it's Christian McCaffrey, you know. Now, there was an element of Christian McCaffrey on the sideline getting his quad massaged, you know. Did he pull it a little bit and play through it? We don't really know. Um, and maybe that was why Kyle Shanahan was a little hesitant to uh, to run him. Like, But if, if that were the case, you would think we'd at least see some Elijah Mitchell runs, but we didn't. Jeffrey Beal. Elijah, hello. <laughs> I just, Elijah, hello. CMC should have been in the Debo role. Debo role. Mix it in at least. Outprepared and outcoached, but for once we won one we didn't earn. I think enough of the faithful from around the world yelling "get down" actually got through to Dre. Yeah, I. Everybody in front of their TVs, everybody at, at that stadium, everybody in every sports bar, everybody in every car listening to on or on a radio, like everybody was telling Dre, "Get down, Greenlaw, to get down." And again, like Travis said. He must have some sort of touchdown incentive in his contract because, my goodness. Or maybe he put money on the game. He bet the over. John Diedrich Jr., the pressure of the team and franchise expectation on Brock's shoulders, along with that pass-heavy game plan, was a lot. I agree with that. Again, it, to, to come out in, in a game like that and, and throw the ball that many times, it did seem a little odd. It did seem a little outside. And I'm not saying Brock can't sling it. He can but it just seemed a little out of character and, and, and out of character of from what we've seen the 49ers do well. With less than two full seasons under his belt, he handled it. The haters are slowly swallowing a tough pill. Yeah, you had, a, and, and even I was acknowledging the fact that Brock Purdy was missing like every other throw and was struggling. And yeah, it was raining, but it is what it is, man. And, uh, you know, he found a way. And, and, checking that box of notching a game-winning drive, especially in a divisional round of the playoffs. Like, that's that's pretty high class. So, Graz, survive and advance, but damn. Hoping for a healthy Debo next week, dry weather conditions, big props to the defense. I really thought that the Niners had to depend on the offense all playoffs. The defense stepped up, and I believe is the primary reason for moving on. 100%. We talked about it. 100% the primary reason for moving on. That if they, you know, if they let the Green Bay get more yards and that field goes closer, then Green Bay's kicker doesn't miss it. And that 49ers touchdown at the end is just to tie the game and send it into overtime. And, you know, it, it, it that was a defensive win in, in a sense. Like, yeah, Brock Purdy had the, the game winning drive. But when you think about how well the 49ers did, especially in their own red zone, this was one of those games that Sograz is talking about where it's, 
the defense kind of put the put everybody on their shoulders. It didn't always look like it, but when it came to scoring points, they held Green Bay to just 21, and holding any team to 21 should always be enough for the 49ers to win, and, and thankfully, uh, they found a way to get it done. Ty Carter put out an APB for the pass rush. No shit. I'm glad you mentioned that. The 49ers pass rush was absent. The 49ers defensive front was absent in both levels of the game. They gave up 4.9 yards per carry, including a 53-yard run to Aaron Jones. And they did this getting no sacks and only six quarterback hits, five of which were by Nick Bosa himself. No sacks for this type of defensive group. I mean, I understand it's raining and it's harder to gain traction. And I would say it's harder to be a defensive lineman in the rain than it is to be an offensive lineman. No offense to offensive linemen, but it was a very quiet game for the 49ers pass rush. And that should, that's concerning. Andrew B, the 49ers played well enough to win this game, but they will need to rectify a lot of issues before the NFC championship game, including coaching decisions and spotty defensive play. Purdy took another step in his evolution and CMC continues to be a man of consistency. Yeah, he is just an absolute engine. I mean, about halfway through the season, I called him just the core of the offense. And yes, I understand Brock Purdy was playing a good brand of football, but you know, you look at a diagram of the earth and the absolute core of the earth, the hottest part of the earth, the part that, you know, holds everything together. Uh, that's to me, that's Christian McCaffrey. Christy Cruz, D-line did not get much pressure on Love. Not at all. Aaron Jones ran the hell out of that ball. The quarterbacks left are mostly mobile and will not be making that late game mistake. I agree. I agree. The 49ers are going to need to play a much cleaner, more aggressive brand of football on offense and defense. Bald running, not like, like cool runnings, but bald running. Jimmy would have lost. Brock sucked all night, won it when it counted. I mean, I, I don't really know what Jimmy would do in that situation, but probably lose, I guess. Sui Generis, how many years or days of your life did you lose tonight? <laughs> well, you know, like, again, once I got introduced to the 49ers media side of things, you know, you try to, to give your fandom an off and on switch. Like, you know, there's some times where it's okay to fan out, but I still want to bring an analysis side to things that I think is kind of essential. Um, but yeah, that game had a lot of energy to it. And again, most most 49ers media are 49ers fans at heart. You just got to be professional enough to know when to turn that stuff off. But yeah, watching that game from my home and some of those moments were just, whoa, that was a playoff game through and through. Low 72, D-Lion needs to play better. Yes, yes, yes. There's no excuse for a, a line with that amount of talent to, to not have a single sack and... 90% of your quarterback hits come from one player. Too fresh. My heart hurts. So <laughs> is CMC hurt? Seemed Kyle seemed to not want to establish a run game. He never found his way on the injury report, and Kyle Shanahan didn't mention it after the in the press conference. This is typical of Kyle late in the season in the playoffs. Regardless, let's go Niners. Hashtag striking gold fam. Mike McVay also included that in his tweet, by the way. I believe I forgot to mention it. P.S. Wilkes and Schneider got to go after the season, right? Man, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough because in the grand scheme of things, the defense still 
you still qualify that as a good game. You know, it wasn't clean. And if anything, it was ugly. But the amount of points, the amount of situations that they still avoided, and some of those situations they were in from their own doing, you know, that secondary, if the the pass rush isn't going to get home, that secondary does not have the chops to just hold up to any receiving core. So Steve Wilkes, whether he's here or not next season, he's got one more game to figure out a way to dial up pressure. William Hardwick. Hardwick. That's uh sleepy, sleepy hollow with Johnny Depp. So there's some characters in there with the last name Hardwick. Cannot play the same next week. Brock got lucky and some dropped interceptions. Yes, he did. Steve Wilkes need to figure out the defense outside the numbers. All in all, the team came together when they needed it most and got the win. Dre Greenlaw with two interceptions, though. Yeah, man, Dre Greenlaw is getting a game ball for sure. For sure. Moto JJ. Packers receivers wanted no part of 49ers DBs. Two weeks off, gotten Purdy's head. Deborah will be out for a while. Deborah? Do we call Debo Deborah? Interesting. Packers receivers wanted no part of 49ers DBs. I don't know about that. I think the Packers receivers were were I mean they were they were decent. They were enough. Dobbs had four catches for 83 yards. Reed four for 35. You know, I guess that's really it. You might be you might be right. Everybody else was one catch, 19, 3, 14, 1, 11, 1, 11, 3, 9. You know, you might be right. But the 49ers DBs were running, bumbling, stumbling. I mean, how many guys were on the ground? Jesus. Jeffrey K. Lyles at Lyles Movie Files. Don't care about play calling, drop passes, or special teams. Let's enjoy getting to another NFC Championship. I appreciate the uh, the freedom of of celebration there. Jeffrey K. I think most people though would say, I don't care about another NFC championship game. I want a Super Bowl. It's not peace, VA. Greenlaw, not for the first time, has absolutely saved our season and is and is our number one linebacker. Interesting. It instantly reminds me of a time where you could tell that Navarro Bowman had kind of supplanted Patrick Willis that last season or two. Navarro Bowman started to seem like he might be the 49ers best linebacker. Is that what Dre Greenlaw's doing? It's it's a take. It's a take. Jordan Harmon, Shanahan's decision at the end of the half to be ultra conservative and settle for a long field goal when he doesn't do that all year is why January, February Shanahan drives me crazy. I absolutely agree. I have all the faith in Brock to win us games like this at the end. May need two more game-winning drives. Wouldn't that be something? El Jefe, better to be lucky than good. Green Bay had two easy picks dropped. I'll take it onto the ship. Yep, sometimes you need luck. And typically, teams don't make it this far without luck. It it just happens. I mean, think back to the Seahawks. I'm sure I just brought back all sorts of horrible memories, and I apologize. MD3, rust versus rust. Rest versus rust. I think I said rest first, but I just want to say it again. We seemed rusty. Absolutely seemed rusty. I don't even know if I want to give them the benefit of that doubt. But if you want to call it rust, we can call it rust. But whew, Debo, outchanged, Debo being out changed the whole offense. I guarantee you it did. This seemed like one of those Debo games. And uh, and he was out uh, for most of it. Jennings played his ass off. Yep. I mean, next man up and Jennings was ready. Now he doesn't offer anything close to what Debo does, but... He did his part in, in, in inserting himself into that game. 
Felipe Gomez Martinez. Greenlaw must go the slide. <laughs> Greenlaw must go down the slide. I'm going to say it exactly how it's written. Greenlaw must go the a slide down school. I got, I got no qualms. English might not be your first language, but he needs to go to what he's saying is he needs to go to sliding school because my goodness, the, the moves he was trying and spin moves. He was trying to, it was too much. It was too much. Just go down. Greenlaw. Dre go down. Greenlaw gunner. I X at the end of maybe it's just gunner nine. I don't know. The Roman numeral for nine is I X anyways. At the end of that long moody kick turned out to be valuable. Kyle also. At the end, that long moody kick turned out to be valuable. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Kyle also redeemed himself with the time management at the end. Many would have been in a hurry, hoping to get a second chance if they fail. Yeah, I joked around with my buddy Bobby. I said, Christian McCaffrey should have taken a knee at the one, (laughs) but you don't get in and everybody's fired. So still funny to think about, though. Jared LeBron run the ball more and Purdy stepped up when it mattered most. I agree. I agree with both those. I love it. Matt Lee, so many chances to lose this game. Purdy had almost two picks. One almost a pick six. Yes, he did. Can't forget about it. It's part of the game. Then giving up the long kickoff return and on top, some very questionable play calls and time management. What matters is we've won. But damn, Rob, I hope we didn't use all of our football luck on this game. Whew, man, that's a good point. Um, I guess I would look at it more of if the 49ers are going to play like shit, get it out of the way now, you know, whatever mistakes you made in this game, whatever Ambry Thomas is you committed, you know, do them now. But yeah, now that you put it that way, hope we didn't use all of our football luck on this game, (laughs) man, man, Dan Bugarin, two takeaways. One, what happened to our run first set up the past offense. As you can hear, Dan, I agree with you. And a lot, so do a lot of other people. Two, Wilkes needs to dial up different looks and pressures so we get to the quarterback. Without that, we are putting too much pressure on the DBs. Again, Dan, agree. Like, this defensive front cannot just come away from a game like that with no sacks. I understand Love is a little more mobile, but he ain't that mobile. The defense should be getting to him way more consistently. They force some incompletions, but it just, it isn't enough. And anybody watching can see that. Chris Wall, Kyle Shanahan needs to force the ball into the best players, CMC, run CMC, and not get cute. Not giving CMC a single touch on a drive, then punting, a rookie head coach wouldn't make that mistake. Third and Juwan, big play Dre, ball down, run CMC, run CMC, run CMC. I mean, I, I agree. Obviously, you have to, you know, there's there's a situation for everything. But to me, you'd have to be in a pretty dire situation to just take the ball out of Christian McCaffrey's hands. You you know, you've, you've got to be in that situation where you need the incomplete passes to stop the clock or and you can't just rely on a traditional run game. But that's the only excuse. Christian McCaffrey should have far more carries. And, uh, you know, and maybe if you look at the – Game plan, maybe that's what Green Bay wanted the 49ers to do. Their plan was to stop the run, let Brock Purdy beat him, and, and in a way, I guess he did. But, geez, if, if that's Brock Purdy beating you, then I'm not sure the 49ers can can rely on that sustainably. But it was just a weird it, – it, it, felt, it felt weird. 
all all evening. It just felt weird. The way the 49ers were going about their offense, it felt timid, it felt different, it felt just like it lacked confidence. And, and maybe a ton of that had to do with the weather. I, I think that if you were to tell me that a lot of that had to do with the weather, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with you. But it's just, and, and the 49ers, it looks like they won't have to deal with weather, weather for the rest of the season. But it just didn't look right. And I think that that starts with like what Chris is saying. If things aren't going right, just rely on maybe the best skill position player in the NFL. Let's make sure I didn't leave off any other takeaways. Just checking my notifications. Okay. The 49ers are headed to the NFC Championship game. And it's going to be at Levi's Stadium. There will be, there will be more. There will be more 49ers football. And if they play their cards right, they're headed to the Super Bowl. They're one game away. Pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. Again, like I've been telling you, enjoy this. Enjoy this season. Enjoy just, you know, going into next week, there's going to be coverage about a grant. There's going to be coverage on like NFL Network aimed at a grand total of four teams, and the 49ers are one of them. Now, I know it's no consolation. Everybody wants the Lombardi. I get it. But out of 32 teams in the NFL, the 49ers are one of four left in it. It's pretty impressive, especially when you look at what they're doing at quarterback. Um, it, it's nuts. It's just, it's unprecedented. Nick Wagner just tweeted, with tonight's win, the 49ers now have 37 playoff wins. That ties them with the Packers and Patriots for the most in NFL history. I'm going to go ahead and scroll down here, just peruse through uh, social media one last time to see if there's anything out here that just absolutely needs to uh, needs to be said. Somebody tweeting out the good stuff. All right. Appreciate everybody. Sorry, I was I was literally just looking at my Twitter feed, seeing if there was anything that I should pass on to you guys. Um, but there isn't again, I appreciate your support. I appreciate you being here before I get off. Um, I just happen to be checking my checking the reviews on iTunes and I saw one from a Eric Encarnacion. Is that really your last name, Eric? If I'm just hoping that at least half of my strike and goal listeners know what Incarnacion is from. When the fantasy has ended and all the children are gone, tell me you know what Incarnacion is. Eric, if that's your real last name, then I, I am now your best friend. Just if you don't know, not Nacho Libre, Incarnacion. I could say it all the time. Sorry for the little bit of singing. You didn't need to hear that. But Eric said, I love the show, Rob. Whenever I listen in, it's like I'm talking to a friend. Yes, I talk back when you make good points. Well, Eric, you're you're in the show, bro. You're, you've got a front row seat to striking gold. Kick your feet up. Grab some popcorn. Or as the doc would say, aburritos de carne asada con queso. Okay, and just enjoy it, man. I'm, I'm glad to have you. I'm glad you're listening. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I really appreciate it. Unlike some other good pods that put me to sleep. No, some other pods, not good pods. I guess they wouldn't be good pods if they put you to sleep. Keep up the great work. Eric, I appreciate it. 
And I really hope your last name really is Encarnacion because that just brings up incredible, incredible Nacho Libre memories. Something good inside me. Jack Black, man. You just cannot touch Jack Black. All right, everybody. I appreciate you. Thank you for letting me serenade you to close out the podcast. Um, if you want to leave a review of your own iTunes, um, I still haven't figured out if you can read reviews left on Spotify. I just see, you know, a stars and a number, you know what I mean? So I, I've never seen words. Maybe that's just my incompetence. Um, if you want to jump on iTunes, leave us a five-star review, leave us a comment. I would be happy to read it on, on the pod just because I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. You know, you're the, you're the listeners. I'm just the talker, you know, and I appreciate you guys. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Rob underscore louder. Uh, don't forget about prizepicks.com slash gold promo code gold. Get on it. Hey, got a grand total of, of, of two games, but you can always bet non 49er games as well. Appreciate you guys. Thank you very much for uh, for listening. I'm Rob. This is Striking Gold, and we're all signing out. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.